Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. This is our fun, food and drink filled podcast. And I think we're all feeling pretty good today. You feeling good? Troy, you feeling good? Marie, feeling um, good? Oh my God. I, I feel something like, I was just saying before we get on here, and I got to tell all, all of our listeners is that I felt something the other day. I think it might have been hope. I think I'm like, I, you know, do you remember that thing? It was, a, it was an emotion back in the 90s. You yeah. know, I mean, it was, it was something that I, I, I feel like we're coming out of it. I mean, you know, who knows with all the science and everything else, and I'm going to listen to science, but I mean, just in my heart, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel here. It feels so good. I felt so good, in fact, so good, in fact, that I went to the San Diego Zoo. I mean, and, and this is this was a moral quandary for me. I have a daughter, I have a nine-year-old, and she's been wanting to do something. So, I mean, and the zoo is open. It's it's allowed to be open. It's under health guidance that you're allowed to be open at a max or a certain capacity. You know, I just haven't felt comfortable. I, I have been very safe. I've been one of those people that just kind of like isolated myself in the panic room in my front yard, you know, and I was like, you know, that's it. I'm going to stay here until this whole thing is over. And I went to the zoo and, and it, it was uncomfortable. I got to, I have to totally be, be honest with you, you know, but they do, they take all these precautions and they're wiping down all the, all the things and everything else. And most people are respectful and it was liberating. It was absolutely liberating just to do something simple like that, to be out in public with a bunch of different people. I mean, and most people in almost every um, circumstance, you could keep six feet, you could keep 10 feet, you could have, there was enough space to, to do that, you know? But I mean, I was like, God, doing something normal, doing normal things. It just felt, oh God, a little sunshine in the soul. You know, how how busy was the zoo? Would you say it was at like 15% capacity, 20%, 135%? Now, I don't know. Here's what I don't know. And I'm not going to slander the zoo uh, because I believe that they I, I trust that they are adhering to the um, guidelines. And I believe that they're on a capacity um, maximum. Right. Uh, it was there was a lot of room. There are spaces, though, in the zoo where the walkways get really thin and you can't you have to, like right by the lemurs, you know, all the strollers are going right by, you know, like where you have to like rub shoulders. And that's a, they, like there are certain stress um places it's like you know a, a small country road you know where you're on a big highway most of the zoo is a big highway it was seven lanes you're like all right i got plenty of space and then you run into that one country road where it's like uh okay i feel very uncomfortable right now so i just wanted to tell you guys that uh, you know yeah I, I, I wouldn't come around me for a few days basically but i feel normal so <laughs> well glad to hear you're feeling great troy the gang's all here we've got marie our fearless editor-in-chief. We have the muted intern, Noah, and we have a really, really cool special guest as well. Notice that the muted intern, Noah, did not say anything. <laughs> we have hey, Noah, hey, Noah, unmute yourself and say something. <laughs> Hello. There we go. There's Noah. There we, go. I talk sometimes. <laughs> we have a really, really rad special guest today. We have Avante Hartsfield from the Roland Roots Food Truck. So uh, thank you for joining us today. And if yeah, you haven't listened to me. the show, oh, by all means. Uh, and if you haven't listened to the show, what we're going to do is kind of run through some news and notes that we call hot plates throughout San Diego, have a whole segment with Avante, and then close out with two people, 50 bucks. So Marie, start us <clears throat> off with the new Lebanese bakery in Hillcrest. So this is an acclaimed bakery from Los Angeles, and it's called Fernsage Bakery. Uh, they're known for their shawarma and sage, which is a grilled flatbread and they're opening on fourth and university this summer 
Um, they're taking over where uh, Poxy's Pizza was. It's in a strip mall uh, next to Subway. And I know that we're not supposed to like LA things, you know, living in San Diego, but <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited because I've read about, you know, this um, LA business, you know, on food blogs and the LA Times and everything that they're serving just looks really good. Okay, yeah, you're kicked out of San Diego. <laughs> That's it. Um, I, I want you to turn in your yoga mat. I want you to head for the new <laughs> Get on the five, get on the 805. I don't care which one, you're out of here. <laughs> take, your, take your bakery with you. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm no. stoked to see a new bakery in Hillcrest. It's, I think Hillcrest is one of those areas of town that really needs the more cool new places that it can get the better yeah I, sure. and well you, you think about hillcrest i mean um i'm sure avante i mean if you you started in farmer's markets i'm sure you've got a perspective yeah. on hillcrest too but i mean hillcrest in the 90s there was i mean such a flourish gay, I, yeah. gay scene. it was a gay scene, too. Uh, it was a flourishing just a gay scene, scene but, but and the yeah. food the food was great mm -hmm. you know yeah. Um, yeah, I actually live in the area over there and it's definitely been taking a downturn, but I mean, I'm hoping that things uh, pick up because I actually live around the corner from that uh, bakery that's going to be coming uh, open soon. So I'm hoping to get in there. I'm, I'm trying to do something in there as well. You know, I do like a lot of volunteer events and things over there. So Hillcrest is it's needing some help. So it looks like it looks like it's getting some. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Hey, what, hey, what do you think it went What It went down from being it was the Little Italy, right? It and, was. And it, it yeah. was the spot where you, if you wanted to go out to eat and you wanted a good restaurant, you wanted to Afghan, you wanted Thai, you wanted anything else, mm -hmm. you would go to Hillcrest. And then mm -hmm. as I understand it, the, there was um, a couple things as I've talked to the restaurant owners, there's, you know, there's a little bit of a homeless population issue that they had with the, the um, business improvement district and the mm -hmm. rents went up really, really mm -hmm. high. Is that yeah. your... Yeah, I've been looking at restaurant spaces over there and I'm, I'm looking at these spaces and it's it's laughable because they're all vacant but they want so much rent for the spaces i have been looking at i've been you know sending sending out letters of interest and all these good things but you know a 2000 square foot restaurant is listed at they want nine grand for it a month um, wow. and i'm like who uh, nobody's nobody can live off of that you know nobody can afford to make this rent here in this space um, it's crazy, you know, so I'm not sure what, what's going on over there, but they got to do some, something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, you're, you're, you realize that I'm selling vegan food, not drugs, right? Right. I was selling crack. I definitely think I could, I can make it, but you know. <laughs> and I apologize for the drug references. I'm watching the wire again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the right. best hey. show ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, and really quickly back to the bakery. Um, I am really glad, hey, really glad to see something, Hillcrest getting something, but but also, you know, the better. I mean, gluten, you know, got, got dragged through the mud for decades. You know? And, and I, I'm glad to see that, you know, not only bakeries, but also bakeries, some other cultures are, are, you know, are coming in here and giving us mm -hmm. a diversity in our baking scene, you know, and like, you know, different kinds or, you know, um, cultural ap approaches to bread. This is, this is good news. Yeah. Marie, you're still kicked out of San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> other interesting news, there is a new hip bar in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the name of like, like a Matt Gronig movie. New hip bar at the, at the mall. <laughs> well, you need the pause in there too, so it's new hip bar. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, yes, this came from a press release. Um, Tommy Bahama, I'm sure you guys are uh, familiar with that brand, the line of resort wear. So they have a new store um, on the first level across from Macy's where they sell all the clothes, outdoor gear, furniture. But there's also a restaurant with a bar. So I guess that can make, you know, drunk shopping more interesting versus just staying, <laughs> staying home and doing it online. <laughs> but no, I mean, it looks like they do, they do have interesting food and, you know, a big open space if uh, you are doing outdoor dining. So that that's welcome just to have a, a new place to go to. Yeah, I mean, say what you want. My dad is stoked. You know what I mean? Like my, my dad, my, my dad's going to get his like afternoon margarita on, you know, he's going to wear some kind of pastel shirt with a collar. You know what I mean? He's going to love it, man. Old That's guy's awesome. rule hat. Absolutely. Can't forget about the white New Balances. Yeah, the white New Balances. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh, the stories those could tell. Uh, Avante, Avante, it's so funny you say that because, like, I don't know, but a year ago, and I'm not, I'm not really not a fashion king. I don't know. You, you, you probably can't tell. Uh, but the, uh, I, I, I just went online. I'm like the most comfortable shoes, man. Cause I was walking a lot, you know, like for exercise. Right. And I'm like, most comfortable shoes. Got two pairs. Just I ordered them online. One was a pair of Nikes and they're really sweet. They're red Nikes and they're mesh and they're really cool mm -hmm. looking, you know? And I think I had a little yeah. fashion though. The other one was a pair of white new balances. No, you got those. <laughs> and my wife was like, I'm, uh. I'm never. I, we're never going to share our marital bed again if you wear those. <laughs> embracing, embracing the dad, Troy. Yeah. Embracing your, your dadish ways. So, uh, and then a little bit more news here. Breakers Coffee and Wine is getting ready to open in the Del Mar Highlands Town Center. They are. So this is a new cafe that's coming to the mall's Sky Deck. That's an open air food and restaurant hall that's been in the works for a while. But one really cool thing about this cafe is that the coffee is grown locally in San Marcos. And that's really not something that's grown here. You know, we have avocados and um, other produce, but I don't really see too many coffee farms. And the owner, Kyle Rosa, um, he also has plans to serve wine at the cafe. And we wrote about Breakers Coffee in the March issue of San Diego Magazine, which you can pick up at newsstands right now. I love that shameless plug there at the end. That was fantastic. But it's a genuine one because, you know what, Marie is an amazing editor and she works. We all work our ass, ass off on those things. And yeah, it's a good issue. The, the coffee thing is interesting. I mean, Jason Mraz is growing coffee in San Diego. We wrote a story about that about, you know, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. He started growing the really famous um, geisha um strains you know and yes. there is a company in california that helps um uh, local farmers grow coffee and they help them plant the trees and help them bring them to harvest and everything else and they think that coffee can actually be a significant you know boutique market in san diego you know um you know within you know five ten fifteen years so i think this is the beginning of a much larger movement that we'll see you know um coming up in the next and the, these plants and the culture and the learning about how these plants grow in this culture or i mean this microclimate is going to have to be studied and you know intensified I mean, as we've seen with any wine region you know the younger you are the shittier your wine is you know, because you just you need time to like get those grapes and be like, 
ah, that didn't work or this did, you know, and mm -hmm. that's why Napa Valley is so, you know, is so good. And, you know, and some of the other regions locally, not slandering anybody are not quite as good, you know, but I, I think this is a, the beginning of a much larger San Diego coffee um, movement. That's great. Well, that was Hot Plates for you. And just as every week, Marie puts up an amazing blog post with the help of muted intern Noah on sandiegomagazine.com. <laughs> so make sure to go visit that on your on Thursday. Be right there for you. And we want to remind you that we want to hear from you, our listeners. Do you have any questions for Troy? Need a recommendation for takeout? Is there any guests you want to book on the show? Do you want to sponsor the podcast? Give us a call at 619-744-0535 and leave a voicemail. Or if you'd like, you can also email us at happyhalfhour at sdmag.com. And today's uh, guest, while he's been with us this whole time, Avante Hartsfield, uh, he was a guest that was requested by our listeners. So obviously you're already a fan favorite in town. Uh, you're an Air Force veteran and owner of Roland Roots Food Truck. Avante started Roland Roots, which served loaded fries and sandwiches that are surprisingly all vegan. He started yes. at farmer's markets and was planning to open a physical restaurant. Then the pandemic forced him to switch gears. He opened the food truck last fall in Kearney Mesa. Avante is passionate about breaking the stigma that vegan food has to be expensive and he wants it to be accessible for everyone. He started with pay what you can option at the truck and also provides meals for those in need. Avante, such a cool story. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, you obviously have done a lot of, you know, good work. You've got a lot of a cause-driven, um, you know, you just got a lot of heart behind, behind your business. So I want to ask mm -hmm. you first, uh, why are you vegan and who hurt you? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm absolutely kidding. <laughs> <laughs> who did it? Who did it, man? I mean, I can well, tell you. No, say, what, was, what was her name? <laughs> I'm, totally, I'm absolutely kidding. Um, but I mean, why? But but seriously, um, why when somebody says, "Hey, I want to understand," like why when when somebody says surprisingly vegan? You know, what do you think mm -hmm. that the, the stereotype about vegan food has been and why is, are people so surprised that yours is? Is it because it, I mean, it's delicious and indulgent? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that the stigma is, you know, vegan as is always healthy, you know, and it's mm -hmm. always something that's like uh, that's, that's a lot of that stigma is because all the restaurants that serve vegan food, it's just a salad or it's just something like this, or it's just something that's thrown together um and there hasn't been a lot of options but now you know there's so many more options for vegans i mean a lot of them are soy-based products which i don't use any of those but um a lot there's so much more out there now so there's definitely been a stigma and it's always been you know oh it's it's healthy uh, i could every time somebody hears vegan they're just like oh i'm automatically turned off because mm -hmm. i i'm not vegan I, I would never consider myself eating anything vegan and i i don't even i used to just never advertise as vegan because i just wanted people to try the food to like the food and you know like, oh it's plant-based that's cool um never like oh this is plant-based you need to try this because you know it's just it's i just make good food um and that's my whole goal you know i've been on, only on a plant-based journey for just the last year um you know my main struggles are things like cheese so like i'm not even fully there yet you know i haven't reached <laughs> that peak of uh you know i don't think and i you know i've never um i've never been one that like aligned with like the whole 
um, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. And, you know, I'm just like, my whole goal is to get people to eat less meat. <laughs> That's it, you know, because mm-hmm. it's good. It's better for the environment, better for the planet. Um, you know, I'm not providing just a bunch of salads and stuff. I'm providing, you know, good, tasty food that you would never think is vegan food. You know, that's just my whole goal. Well, I just love the fact that the movement has, and, and I <clears throat> love <clears throat> vegan food now. I did not love vegan food for a long time because I mean, just, honestly, <laughs> there was yeah. not enough good cooks like yourself or, or there wasn't enough yeah. chefs or serious food people paying attention to the cuisine. So it wasn't developing right. at a very good rate, you know? Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, vegan food used to be like you were saying, like here's, here's a bunch of nuts and seeds on a plate. Right. You know what I mean? And and now, like I mean, the real—I mean, you, I mean, the whole scene. I mean, websites and and mm-hmm. real deal chefs like Jean George, um, you know, Jean George has a ABCV, ABCG. I can't remember exactly, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's really matured and evolved, you know. Mm-hmm. And now and now, people like you are like. If you feel comfortable, it's like it's like a marginalized part of society, like any part part of society that's kind of been like, you know, had a negative, uh, you know, Im, Im, uh, image or a mm-hmm. negative connotation, you know, is finally right. feeling OK to be like, I am vegan. You know what? Yeah, right. I, I'm vegan. And that's a good yeah. thing. All right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, what? Tell me, tell me a little bit about your background. I mean, when did you get the the food bug? I mean, you were obviously in the military, and thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I did uh, reserves actually. So I think I only did about like two and a half years of like total active duty time. Okay. Um, so I've I've always worked in restaurants. Like since I was fourteen, you know, I started at the dishwasher, and then just worked my way up. Um, you know, I was going to school and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, study business management. And, you know, I became a manager at a young age. So I was just like, I'm just going to just do this and see where this goes. Um, and, you know, I liked it. And definitely was hard. It was a challenge. So I just decided to stick with it and work my way through different restaurants in San Diego County. Um, you know, I've worked at places like Sammy's Woodford Pizza. God, and, everybody's worked at Sammy's. I just did a story oh, on. God. <laughs> it's a- I'm not even going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I've, uh, I've sent, I've sent some people to their deaths over there for sure. Um, um, I'm not even going to say uh, what. <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything about that place, but love it. You know, yay, Sammy's there. Woo. Um, yeah gotta love it i mean that 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 place actually taught me the most like i was i was a manager there before i could even drink alcohol um and it was definitely like a grueling place like you know i've always been thrown in the fire it was kind of one of those places where um you know it it definitely shaped kind of who i am actually as a manager and as a leader just because um experience <laughs> you know definitely necessary wasn't necessarily you know the best thing but um i you know have evolved a lot i've, I've been able to retain a lot of things like that um and i have been able to uh, know how to not <laughs> run a business well um, some of the best lessons you can ever learn <laughs> yeah, I, yeah yeah i mean some of the best lessons you can ever learn whether it's it's in a relationship or you know a mm-hmm. business it's mm-hmm. in that place where you're like okay yeah. this yeah, needs yeah. to change now i know <laughs> yeah, what i want Right. This is, this is what I want. And it's not this, you know, right. I definitely like learned a lot of different places, you know, like there was a, uh, an actually a restaurant in Encinitas that I worked at, which actually got me into the vegan scene. Um, and that place, you know, not to name any names, but I have, I think I have like uh, most of my staff members are from that restaurant because the turnover rate was just so crazy, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. working with the owner there. And that was also another lesson like, Oh, okay. I, I can't be this person because this person is, uh, an entrepreneur, they're opening their own restaurant. This is how 
and this is how they're handling things and this is the result of them handling that you know so uh, i'm gonna this is what also i need to fix so i've just been i've definitely i haven't had any traditional training you know i haven't had any traditional training in restaurants i've always been a great cook um i've always been you know the best line cook that are the best kitchen manager or whatever i did Mm-hmm. But I've never been like classically trained or traditionally trained. I've just always been able to go in and just, you know, learn something really fast and um, run circles around everyone else in the kitchen. Um, now what, so I've, are, you, are you from San Diego? Are, are, I'm are, from are, Riverside. Oh, you're from Riverside. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Riverside. Yeah, I've been in San Diego for, um, I've been, well, I've always come to San Diego, but I've been here for like six, seven years now. Six years. Okay. Yeah. I, I lived I, in Mexico active for two years, TJ. <laughs> You lived in TJ for a few years. Yeah, for two years. Yeah, I lived in Rosarito for a year and uh, T- uh, Tijuana for another year. So did that inform your food too? That you mean some of you doing rolled and roots or definitely did like a potato flauta, like very traditional. Like I, I learned like a, uh, some great traditional foods out there. I actually I still worked in San Diego. Like I just drove my motorcycle across the border every day. But um, like living out there and having that like traditional, like going to actual you know casas and like different places that like serve traditional food. Um, even though Tijuana is a border town, you know, I kind of try to immerse myself as much in the culture and, uh, you know, now I have like a full, eventually I'll open up a, a vegan Mexican restaurant that is pretty traditional. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah. you how, dude, you're like the coolest human being on the planet. <laughs> you know, I mean, like a former military guy living between two borders, riding his motorcycle between veganism and... You know, <laughs> hmm. I mean, there's a, there's a movie in you somewhere. Uh, so, okay, so you lived in, in Mexico. When did you decide to, to open up, um, you know, Rolling Roots? And I mean, why? why? Was mm-hmm. there a dish that you made? Was there something that you came up with or that, that people were like, oh, man, you got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I actually, so it was actually after working at a vegan restaurant in Encinitas is when I started Farmer's Markets. Um, and then, so the Farmer's Markets that were doing well, um, and it was just me, I decided to open up um the markets because i really didn't like any of the vegan food that was out there you know it's definitely been evolving um but like it just wasn't for me i'm a huge foodie you know i'm not i was like i want to be i want to eat less meat but i can't eat less meat because i'm not like i don't want to eat rice bowls (laughs) all day every day like this is not okay i want to eat some good food um so that's kind of why i started the farmer's markets and i started that under a different name the source um and then i was doing you know i was doing pretty well obviously and then we had to close down in the middle of march so that's what made me pivot to the food truck um and most of the menu items are just like accidental menu items like all the good things like i'm just like you know i wanted to bond me i just decided to put some things together um and some of the stuff actually took me a long time to kind of create you know a lot of trial and error how do you create a how do you create a vegan bond me like give me the, give me the okay because traditional bond me is a mix uh-huh. of, of french influences and vietnamese you have your pickled vegetables yeah. which obviously you can do vegan but then you have mm-hmm. a liver traditionally a liver pate yeah so actually i just use like uh it's like a ground beef style it's just actually pulled oats that are made into like beef kind of texture and then mushrooms mm-hmm. so that gives it a, like once you crisp it up on the flat top it tastes just like beef you know with teriyaki uh yeah. you know it won't taste you know just like beef but it, it'll It'll give you the feeling and, you know, you won't even think that you're eating anything else with all yeah, the I other mean, pickled vegetables and the cilantro and then the Thai basil and stuff like that on it. And yeah, it's not I, really a traditional meal. Sorry to keep that. I French fries and stuff on it and things like that. So what are your thoughts on like the <clears throat> meat based substitutes? So your Guardian and your Impossible Burger yeah. and things along those lines. <clears throat> Will you use any of those or incorporate any yeah. of those in any of your uh, menu items? Mm-hmm. 
me personally, I won't, but I'm all for them because if it's going to get somebody to eat less meat, then I, I love it. Like I, I use them occasionally for my personal diet, but I have like, you know, there's a lot of allergies out there. Like I personally can't eat soy products every day because my face will blow it up and it'll get swollen. So I've been, I've been trying to <clears throat> make tailor my menu as like allergy friendly as possible, but like, you just, it, you just can't tell, you know, like I'm not, I'm just using whole vegetables. You know, I want to use just plants and see how that works. So everything that I'm kind of creating as far as the food truck and this concept has just been plant, just plant-based, you know, I'm not, <clears throat> I don't want to necessarily use the processed products and stuff just because they're, you know, they're just one, they're just as bad as meat. And, you know, I don't really, you know, I'm, uh, I'm making deep fried foods, <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. But <laughs> um, the, uh, as far as like where I'm heading is it's <clears throat> like a lot of allergies are out there. And a lot of people are like having, like they can't eat soy or the, you know, there's a lot of people it's like, you know, vegan is obviously in, in the category of its own and it's a, a small percentage. And, but then even in the vegan community, it's like so like most, a lot of people in the vegan community have soy allergies and things like this. And soy is like hard to digest. So I'm just trying to avoid that as much as possible mm-hmm. and just use the whole, the whole vegetable just because, you know, if you're eating, um, um, eventually, you know, if you're eating these impossible burgers and stuff all day, um, it's going to do the same it, for those people who want to eat healthy. It's the same exact thing as beef or well, not or worse. In last episode, we learned that David is, a, uh, is allergic to about 675 foods, including air. So yes. that is, I mean, that it's, yeah. it's nice. I mean, we don't think yeah. about, and I wonder, that's just something I've always wondered. And, you know, there's part of me that says, look, we're all a little bit allergic to everything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's probably right. okay. You know, right. but, it's there's, fine. but there's part of me that wonders too, like, I wonder if we should all have an allergen test, an mm-hmm. allergen specialist as a part of our core health system. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Our core health care. You know right. what I mean? Like, who, who gives us those, you know, those pricks. Well, that came out wrong. It gives yeah. us those, you know, <laughs> yeah. it pricks your skin. You know. yeah. It pricks your skin and finds out what foods you are, you know, allergic to. Because maybe I've been eating something that's inflaming me every day mm-hmm. for all of my life, you know. And maybe I would be, I would look like Brad Pitt. I would have the brain of, you know, of somebody better. I would have, you know, yeah. Anyway, right. uh, the whole point with that is I'm, yeah. I'm glad glad to hear that you're um, <laughs> that you're very conscientious of people who have food allergens. Now, I, I don't want to shy away from the politics here. I want to ask mm-hmm. you um, why and when. What was the <laughs> vegan moment for you? What was the or e- eating less meat? What was the moment that you're like, all right, I can't do this? Why? Um, you know, I necessarily pinpoint like a moment but you know there's like a lot of things that kind of led up to me deciding that i needed to eat less meat um mm-hmm. and you know consume less meat products so you know i'm obviously like watching all the videos and like going through all the things and just like you know i i, I at one point i'm like oh ve-, i was the same as everyone else you know vegan food i would just shy away from like oh, i don't even want to hear about it it's disgusting <laughs> it's gross <laughs> you know i don't want to eat i'm not eating lettuce for the rest of my life who do you think i am <laughs> um so you know i was kind of one of those people and then i was you know there's a lot of like um health problems involved especially in like the african-american community so i was like i kind of want to see what i can do 
to, you know, make foods that I eat traditionally all the time, you know, that people can still enjoy, um, but just veganize it so it's more palatable, you know, uh, people can, you know, enjoy it. They're not even worried about like, oh, this is vegan food. Let me see what, you know, like I'm like my sauces, you know, all the sauces that I put on the food and, you know, I get requests for them all the time because, um, you know, it's just, these are they're the same things that people are used to eating. They don't taste any different. Um, you know, when you, you can dip, when you dip your chicken in it, it tastes just like, what you're expecting it to taste like and i'm a huge texture person so um for me like i couldn't do there's like a lot of things that i couldn't do and i had to like make sure that the beef is crispy i can't just have like soggy items or you know like things like that in my bowls and a lot of the vegan food that i was eating was that and i was like okay i gotta do something (laughs) you know because like this is not good for me like i'm just eating like mush right now Mm. um and it's you know it's vegan it's healthy it's good for you but I'm not, I'm definitely not about to eat mush for the rest of my life. And if I want to start eating more vegan food, then, um, I gotta, I gotta eventually do something. So here I, I love, I love that you figured out, I think you really did figure out one of the keys to improving vegan cuisine. I think texture is it. Cause I mean, you look at, I mean, mm-hmm. you look at some of the, the tofu, you're like, Oh, congratulations. <clears throat> you made jello out of oatmeal. You know, right. I mean, it's like, it's, like <laughs> yeah. it's got the texture of, yeah. of like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, but something creepy, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I like freaking <laughs> Silken tofu or whatever it is, I can't even like. I put, I've tried it once, put it in my mouth. I'm like, if I can blend it into a sauce or whatever, but this is not meat, and I'm not eating this because it's it just. I'm like, oh, I just like immediately <laughs> gagged when I put it in. My, I'm like, hey, blend this up, put it in a sauce, whatever, but don't serve this as meat and tell me it's meat. Like, don't do that to me. Um, <laughs> you know, so I had to, yeah. And so, would you um, give people an idea? Because you're talking about how much. I mean, your your food obviously is the food you want to eat, and the food that's kind of indulgent. And the sauces, sauces make everything. I mean, give me yeah. give us a couple of examples besides the bomb me about like what kind of vegan food you've got. Yeah, so I mean, I got deep fried mac and cheese balls. You know, so they're all they're gluten free. They're you know, coated in gluten free batter. You you know, it doesn't matter. The pasta is gorilla gluten free pasta. It's really good. Um, you know, I make the homemade cheese sauce. So, you know, I'm, I got deep fried mac and cheese balls. I got a buffalo chicken sandwich. You can get that as loaded fries. Um, you can get any of our sandwiches over loaded fries and you know, it changes up the whole meal. Um, you know, I got a bond, I got a po'boy, <laughs> you know, pickly remoulade with capers and things like that in it. Pickles, fried shrimp, just made out of hearts of palm. Um, it's all about the textures and things like that. So, you know, if you fry the hearts of palm and gluten-free batter, get them nice and crispy. Put some aniko nori and some old bay on it. Get it tastes like fish or shrimp. Um, oh yeah, of course. No, no, uh, none of us do like that because that. we're average human beings. Yeah. But you do that because you're you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so where did the? Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so when did you decide to start the whole pay as you go concept with the food truck, and um, how did that all come about? It's really great. Yeah, so I actually, I used to just do, donate food when I was at farmer's markets. And then I, when I opened the food truck, I opened it up in the middle of the pandemic. You know, I opened it up last, like, November or August um, of 2019. And, you know, the pandemic's still going on, still going strong. I'm not working. I'm on unemployment myself. I'm trying to figure out how to make ends meet. I know everyone else is feeling that same exact way. So I decided to every single day have, you know, at least one item that somebody could come up and pay a dollar for or pay whatever they could. And it's a full meal, it's a full thing. Um, and, you know, use any other profits to kind of donate food. But the idea behind it is, you know, we're all going through the same thing right now. And a lot of people can't afford to 
eat. They can't afford to eat uh, meals for their kids. They don't know where the next meal is coming from. They can't pay their rent. Um, you know, if they can come to the truck and get some food um, for nothing or little to nothing um, for a full, healthy, good, you know, filling meal, then that was kind of the idea behind it. And were people really receptive? I, I mean, I know that there is a, um, there's a, I've talked to restaurants that are giving out meals uh, to like hospitality workers, anybody who's lost a, you know, a job mm-hmm. and, you know, and they've had to go to, you know, great lengths because people have pride, you know, and, and yeah, even yeah. though, even though we all, we all find ourselves in, in times of need, I've been mm-hmm. unemployed more times than I'd like to like to say in my life, right. you know, where I didn't mm-hmm. know if I was gonna be able to pay rent, you know I mean? Right. But are people, um, are, are they confident? I mean, how, do you have, do you have to yeah. like, kind of like, no, it's uh, pretty much all my they, every time somebody comes to the truck, like, okay, just let you know, we got pay what you can going on. If you want to pay whatever you want for any of these meals, just let me know. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people will come up there, people will do it. And I'm actually kind of, I'm actually going to be switching it to just like a sliding scale model, just so that um, those people who do have pride, they can just pick the price on sliding scale. So it's like automatic. And, you know, it's not, right. it's not like it's, it's something that like, oh, OK, cool. I want to come here and just tell me how much you want to pay for it rather than them like saying, oh, you know, I would like to, you know, can I use the pay what you can program? Even though like we uh, it's all like, you know, um, people stand back. It's, you know, everybody has their space from the person who's ordering yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing like that. But just it just like I want to make it as as easy as possible for somebody to come up and um, do that. So I will be switching to like a sliding scale pricing model so that people can just like, okay, I want to pay $6 for the sandwich or I want to pay $12 for the sandwich or whatever they want to pay. It won't be like everybody, every single person that comes up will pay based on a sliding scale rather than um, having that. And that's just, that's what I want to do for like everything that I open up just because vegan food is, um, it's always expensive and, you know, it does cost a lot, you know, the, having the vegan aids and things like that, uh, mm-hmm. like as it is vegetables, but turning those vegetables into a product that you can eat. Um, it does cost like a lot of labor yeah. and things like that. And, and they, you know, like vegan mayo is like 10 times more expensive than regular mayo. So, mm-hmm. um, like a five gallon, <laughs> I use, I, all, you know, most of my sauces are soy free mayo based. Right, right now I get the, uh, vegan aids from follow your heart. And that thing's like a hundred dollars for five gallons, which is expensive, <laughs> but like, you know, all my sauces use it. Um, so it does cost money, but definitely making it sliding scale just so that, you know, at the bare, bare minimum I have at cost. And then, you know, when they get to sliding, they can choose whatever they want for it. So it's yeah. kind of do that just so that everybody across the board and just, you know, well, I think that's, aside and things like that. Yeah, I think it's. A, I mean, it's obviously. I mean, an amazing thing. I mean, you're not coming from a place of being a billionaire and 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 just you know kind of giving a tiny bit of your wealth away or you know sharing right. some of your your bounty. I mean, you're in a position of need too. We've all you know have been there, and and yet you're mm-hmm. still doing this program. I think one of the greatest things that's come out of this, and it fascinates me, the psychology of of helping people with who are food insecure. You know, I mean, you really mm-hmm. have to take into, into account like their pride and their, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the, the best way to disseminate food about still making this person I, expressing that like you all like, you value them absolutely completely. We've destigmatized right. need during this mm-hmm. whole pandemic. I think destigmatizing right. need is one of the coolest things that's come out of all of this. Like we're all gonna yeah. find ourselves in those spots. Avante, where can everyone find you on social media? And is there a way to order online or is it just straight up uh, in person at the truck? 
yeah, people can find us on social media at Rolling Roots SD. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter too. Um, and then, no, we have a website, rollingrootsd.com. People can order their food ahead uh, there. We have DoorDash and Grubhub. I'm working on um, bringing back Postmates and Uber Eats um, so we can just have all of them. Uh, but people can order online. They can order ahead. Um, they can order in person. I'm getting an app built soon so they can just order on the app. Um, trying to make it as convenient as possible. And I just to remind everyone again, the truck is in Kearney Mesa all the time, or does it rotate around to other places? No, it's in Kearney Mesa all the time. We will be uh, going to like farmer's markets and stuff soon again, but that'll be like a pop-up tent instead of the truck. Um, and then, yeah, because right now it's more so treated like a restaurant. So it's always, you know, after it comes from the commissary, it comes to the to this specific lot uh, every single day. So once, uh, you know, eventually I'll try and get another truck here. Um, and that truck can drive around and things like that. But this truck here will stay and just be um, permanently here. Excellent. Excellent. Eat fried cheese balls. I'm on my way. <laughs> Love it. Well, let's jump yeah. into two people, 50 bucks. Marie, let's get us started this week. Where are you headed? So um, my pick is sort of vegan, or at least half of the order is. Okay, the tropical sangria at Whetstone Wine Bar. <laughs> has any has anybody had it? It is the best sangria in town. It has uh, lychee mm. and oranges and mm. uh, white wine. I don't know what else uh, they're putting in it, but um, they're still doing uh, crafts and glasses to go if you don't want to sit on their patio, which is nice. And um, I really like their five spice pork belly appetizer and um, one order it's like 10 bucks could easily feed uh, two people so for 50 bucks you can get you know a great appetizer and a craft of the best sangria uh, whetstone wine bar <laughs> that sounds great and i will piggyback off of uh kind of avante and you uh, avante having lived in uh tijuana and you talking about drinking which are two things I really like a lot of. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to La Justina in Tijuana. It's this really rad craft cocktail place that also has really incredible food. The cocktail program I know has won a lot of awards for um, for that region. Um, some of the great cocktails I've got are the ones where they, you know, they smoke them on site where they burn some wood and put that into a little jar and smoke it right there. But then my favorite thing about this place, other than the food also being great, I had, while you're waiting for your food for a snack, what they give you is they give you popcorn, but then on the popcorn, what it seasons with is all the scrapings off the grill. It is probably the most unhealthy thing in the world you could ever eat, that charred deliciousness, but that just like sprinkled on the popcorn. Oh yeah. Ooh, it's amazing. All right, and for me, um, I'm gonna go into North Park. I'm doing a story for the next issue, a feature from the next issue on uh, New Americans and, and the restaurants owned by New Americans. Um, you know, and first generation, uh, either they've moved here from another country or, you know, um, they were the first generation born here. And the story that I'm, I, I'm in love with and the people that I'm in love with right now is um, Gihon uh, um, Ethiopian Kitchen. It's over in North Park. And it is a woman who, who moved here from Ethiopia uh, 23, 24 years ago. Um, you know, she was just getting odd jobs here and there. And she saw a little burger um, restaurant um, for sale with her her mother, so the grandmother of the family, and they just decided to open up this Ethiopian kitchen. Well, in the beginning, because San Diego wasn't culturally as diverse as we would have liked it to be in the 1990s, um, they the person that sold it to her said, "Like, 
okay, fine, you can add your Ethiopian food, but you have to also sell burgers because my customers need a place to go. The funny thing there being that I'm like, they don't, they need a place to get burgers in the U.S. I'm like, I don't think I don't think that's exactly what we're missing in this culture. So they served you know all this traditional Ethiopian food next to um, burgers and shakes, and then all then the Ethiopian um, part took off. People loved you know her cooking. And the magical thing about Gihon is that their her family, uh, Messi is the owner and and the cook. Her family is part of her family still back in Ethiopia. They will go to the markets in Ethiopia. They will bring back um, the peppers and spices and everything else. They will dry them out. Um, they will grind them. They will pack them up. They'll make their own bebere sauce, which is one of the cornerstones of Ethiopian cooking and not sauce, um, uh, spice blend. And they will ship it over. So every you know thing that has bebere in, in um, Gihon Kitchen is distinctly from not only ethiopia where she's you know where she's from but it's also from her family you know they're making in that kitchen and sending it to her um wow, so it's incredible yeah and so tibs if you go there order tibs tibs is their um it's a traditional um, Ethiopian stew. You can get it with like, you know, prime rib, ribeye, everything else. You get it this beautiful succulent meat that's in that berbere sauce. And then you've got these vegetarian sides. They have a garlic tofu. And I know, um, Avante, we talked about um, tofu and we, we slandered its, its holy name. Um, but it is the most delicious garlic tofu spread I've ever tasted. It's so garlicky. Mm. So anyways, Gion Ethiopian Kitchen. That's my call. Great. And Avante, where are you going for two people, 50 bucks? Uh, I'm going to Rolling Roots. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, for, a two 50, for two people, 50 bucks, I'm definitely going to Vegging um, uh, Out in, uh, in Grossmont Center. You know, I got some good, they got good burgers. I got a freaking pork belly hot dog, which is amazing. Um, and some um, uh, delicious kombucha. So definitely all under 50 bucks. Uh, vegging out delicious vegan burger place. I, I have, they do, um, uh, you know, impossible burgers, which is, you know, I don't serve them, but I, when I do get my fix, I go over there all the time. Thank you so much for joining us once again. It was such a pleasure having you on. And we also just want to mention, we do want to hear from you, our listeners. Thank you to our listeners. Cause without our listeners, we might not have had Avante on the show. So please keep them coming. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Definitely. And if you have any recommendations, is there any other guests you want? Anyone you want to see sponsor the podcast? Let us know. 619-744-0535. Leave a voicemail. If you're too shy, you can email us at happyhalfhoursdmag.com. And Troy, where can they find you on social media? What fun things are you up to? Uh, you can find me at Hey Troy Johnson on Instagram. And that's like, I think that's the best of both worlds. Don't even bother with my Twitter because really what I do on Twitter is I post all this humor and then the ones that do really well, I screenshot those and I put them onto Instagram. <laughs> so you're basically getting my greatest hits. And people yeah. think that people I'm like, I don't have time, man, to create for uh, yeah. three social media uh, outlets. It's <laughs> difficult. Yeah, Dude. definitely. Yeah, you're a yeah, smart man. <laughs> you can find me on instagram at david eli martin all you're really going to get is nothing funny it'll mostly be bad selfies of me on top of a ski resort uh wearing a mask skiing down the mountain uh you can email marie at marie t at sdmag.com and avante once again where can everyone find you at rolling roots sd uh, instagram twitter and facebook
Awesome. But I don't I don't post on all three. Uh, it's a, it's, <laughs> I mean, I post the same thing on all three. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a full-time job, Avante. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, yeah. I just literally post on Instagram and I just put, oh, go on to Facebook and also go to Twitter because hell no. <laughs> well, Avante, I, I just personally, I want to thank you, man, for, for coming on. I, I, I just highly, highly enjoy your personality and I can see why people would actually come to Rolling Roots, not just only because they can get vegan food that doesn't suck, but because you, yeah. know, you, you have a really good personality and you genuinely have a passion for food. So thank you so much. So much you. for your time, man. Uh, appreciate Definitely. you guys. Thank you. And we'll uh, we'll see you all next week. That's it. Bye. All right. Bye.